Hey everybody, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how are you doing today? You know, many years ago when we started the podcast, I listened through all the different theme songs, you know, and I was looking for like royalty-free audio to use. I ended up buying a song. One thing you don't think about when you start a podcast, you pick a song that you like, we never hear that song. <laughs> like everybody listening right now hears that song and it, you know, it's like, oh, here it comes. This is Chris and Jason. You know, it's, it's familiar. It's an emotional connection. But for us, I never hear that song. And I imagine if we were super professional, we could pipe it in and we would hear it and it helped pipe, you know, pump us up. But um, I never thought about that. I never hear. I wish I could hear it. You need to get uh, get your people on that so we can pipe that in somehow. I don't know how you do that. Well, that's a uh, that's a meaningful request and use of my time and my brain this week. So yeah. I appreciate you bringing that. You're up. not busy. You don't have a other. You don't have any other career that you do other than the podcast, do you? Right. Just, no, just grinding out the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why we can only get one done a week is because we have nothing else that we do <laughs> every day. So, all right. Well, let's get to the number one job that we have. And informing you guys about what's important about Google Ads. And first, we're going to talk about our sponsor, optio.com slash PSP. You have questions. You have concerns about your Google Ads campaign. You want help. And it comes down to it, no one's going to help you in the way that you need help. Buying a consultant, paying for time, it costs a lot of money. You need an affordable solution. And nowadays, the answer is software. Smart, automated, responsible, always checking up 24-7 software. That's what optio.com slash PSP does. You can get a six-week extended trial to try out this software that helps you with your Google Ads. This is a system that gives you recommendations. It sends you emails. It alerts you about issues. And it alerts you about things that you can do to improve. It's not just a, oh, crap button to help you figure out, oh crap, something messed up. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a solution to help you improve what's already there. So Jason and I both recommend you go check out optio.com slash PSP, O-P-T-E-O.com slash PSP, six week extended trial, try it out. You're gonna like it as many have on the show already. Jason. Thank you, Chris. And I wanna, I wanna talk about directive consulting Directive Consulting is the go-to B2B and enterprise search engine marketing agency. They specialize in B2B and enterprise. They know how to run large campaigns and get a ton of qualified leads, improve lead quality, get you more leads. The thing I like about Directive is they do it all. They do PPC, SEO, conversion rate optimization. They make content, social media advertising, digital PR, tons of analytics. And what they do is they tie it all together. They look at what channels are bringing you the best quality leads and the most leads, and then they figure out how to scale your campaigns. They've worked with some huge enterprise companies. Look at their website. Lots of great case studies, lots of great brands on there that they've worked with. Get a free custom proposal at directiveconsulting.com, directiveconsulting.com, B2B and enterprise search engine marketing campaign. So we want to thank Directive and Optio for sponsoring today's show. Because of their support, we're able to continue doing the show and we appreciate you guys 
supporting our sponsor. So, Chris, we have a review of the week. Ding, 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 ding. Last week, you seemed to get a little bit of a tickle out of a, a non-five-star review. <laughs> oh, oh, oh um, we have another one. We have, so another, we have another one, yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Bring it and on. And this one, unfortunately, is not three stars. This one is one star. Oh, right. <laughs> and uh, this one is from France. Oh, okay. Leave it at that. Um, one star. I really want to like the show. Okay. But. Thank you. Uh-oh. That's the title. Mm. Jason is the most annoying podcast host <sighs> I have ever heard in ages. For him, it seems to be a game of who gets the most mic time against Chris. And it is so tiring to listen to. It's a big shame, as you can tell, that both hosts, although arguably mostly Chris, <sighs> know what they're talking about. Jason, That's it. I, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. That's, let me say, Jason, I respect your knowledge. In fact, I respect, I respect your knowledge so much in, in the amount of time that you've been in Google ads, this podcast wouldn't even exist. I would be in my room grinding out Google ads campaigns. Nobody would have heard of me if Jason hadn't come in and said, Hey, Let's chat about Google Ads. Hey, let's make it into a podcast. And then you add a wealth of knowledge on top of it. So, <laughs> whatever. You'd be, you'd be grinding grinding something. Yeah. Um, Chris, nah, like I said, I'm not into internet keyboard warriors. I'm not into uh, people with Cheeto fingers in their mother's basements, <laughs> no matter what country they're in. And come find me. Like, you want to tell me that? Tell it to, me, tell it to my face. It's a long come flight. Come find me. Yeah. And we can do it in the street. So. Wow. Come find me, uh, but Chris, I can't. I can't leave. Uh, I can't leave that rotten, dirty taste in my mouth. Okay. Oh, we got a five um, star after coming. reading that. So okay. we, yeah, we always clean it up with a five star. <laughs> Keyword: Jason. <laughs> no, this, this isn't oh. a joke. This is the very next <laughs> oh, review. Here's a Jason lover. It says K <laughs> K W Jason. So I think that's keyword Jason. Five stars. Draxler eleven ninety nine is the username from okay. the United States of America. All right. The best search podcast ever. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Jason Rothman and Chris. <laughs> First name only for Chris. That's what he said. <laughs> Give very useful information. I really love the nursing home series and have been using the keyword research tips you gave there. Wow. Thank you, Jason and Chris. Now, Chris, those keyword research tips, who did those come from mostly? The out-of-the-box ones. Oh, you. Excellent Thank point. You. Absolutely. Thank you. I you, appreciate cause, that. Cause, Thank because you. you absolutely have spent more time in the keyword uh, tool than I do. And that's a good point because no, if it's just it, a keyword cool in, in Google as well. Remember those oh, out of right. the box tips? Google out of the searches? box. Yeah. Coming up with ways outside of the tool. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. And, and that's a good that's a good point, because if it was just my show or if it was just your show, that's, I think, what makes a horrible podcast is when it's a one-sided conversation. Sometimes we don't agree. And I think those are the great times is when we talk it out because I think that's what people enjoy the most is hearing two people that are in the industry have a conversation because 99% of the world out there acts like this is some kind of secret sauce. You, nobody knows this but me. I can't share it. And nobody's going to you know chat unless we're in some high exclusive uh, conference where everybody has to pay, you know, $2,000 to get into it, and then we're going to chat over some crappy sandwiches and some chips and a bottle of lukewarm water. I mean, that's the only way you can talk to someone, and then you never see them again. So, 
The other thing people act like, Chris, is that this is all solved and there's only one blueprint to do this mm. and you have to follow a specific strategy or set of instructions. That's totally not the case. Like you and I do totally different things a yes. lot of the times yeah, and it works out. And by the way, we do totally different things for totally different clients sometimes. Like uh, you may have uh, AC client and then you may have a plumber and what works for your AC client might not work for your plumber and vice versa. Yeah. So Good point. that's one thing I like about it is that it's constantly, there's so many options. It's like different things work for different clients. By the way, as uh, Chris let me know before the show, some people do think we just do the paid search podcast full time, but we both also uh, manage Google ads campaigns for clients respectively. And so if you're interested in that service, let us know. Also, a lot of people ask about the archive, the older episodes of the show. We're now on 164, and if you want more than the previous 30 that are out there right now, paidsearchpodcast.com, go to the archive. We sell them, very cheap, very inexpensive. And uh, Chris, we also have the Insider series yeah. where yeah. we do uh, kind of training for professionals, and we're going to have news about that on Patreon. We're going to talk it out. We're going to hash it out. Mm. I had a very good idea regarding that series, and Chris, when I give him a very good idea, he kind of won't accept it at first, but then I have to massage his ego, Mm -hmm. make him think it was his idea, (laughs) and then eventually he comes around, and so you guys can see that in real time on Patreon, which is, by the way, our after show, $2 a month, and if you don't have $2 a month, you got bigger problems than uh, this podcast can solve. So, Chris, speaking of disagreements, let's just get, oh, we can't get into today's episode because we have the news. And I can't do the news until my little sidekick makes a noise. There you go. That's what I am. Sidekick. This is keep the Jason going, show. Keep going. I like the way Don't. that sounds. Keep going. Just th- give me weird. a little more, please. Now it's weird. Now Give it's me weird. a little more. No. You're going to get one star. Give me a little more. Give me a little more. No. That guy said I talk too much. I'm trying to let you talk more. Or make sounds with your mouth more. Make the sound. No, I'm not going to do it Chris, anymore. I'm going to. Chris, that's it. Chris, go ahead. Tell the news. I'm going to just go get some more. Well, mission accomplished. Chris just left the show, so mission accomplished. Everybody, what a diva. So anyway, um, the news. Everybody, Search Engine Land has reported that average position is going away. We all knew that, but now we have a we have a hard date, September 30th. We'll link to the article. Prepare to say goodbye to average position in Google Ads on September 30th. That's when it's going away. And Chris, I don't know about you, but like I can't wait. Like average position is just ticking me off so much. <laughs> Every time I see it and use it to make my campaigns better, I'm just like, oh, why is this taking up my screen yeah. space? I just wish yeah. this would go away. Exactly. And on top of going away, I wish it wouldn't even be an option to add it in if you want to add it in on top of things like Oh, I'm so mad at average position. So, yeah, so happy that's going away. Chris, what the heck, man? Like, yeah. we're going to talk about in Patreon what we're going to do to overcome this and work around this. But I just wanted to briefly tell you, like, yes, I love average position. I was just joking. I need average position. I manage a lot of it. A lot of my campaigns based off of average position. Chris, I asked our people on Patreon, like, what are you guys going to do? Do you miss it? And I just got feedback like, no, oh, I barely use yeah. it. I, I no tears. It. So I had to. No tears shed I had to ask on the you, Patreon do you, do crowd. Do you use yeah. it like I use it? 
Yeah. Do you use it, Chris? Like oh, yeah. I use it? Oh yeah, I do. And Okay, so and, you use it too. Yeah. And we're gonna we're okay. yeah, we're definitely right. gonna talk about it yeah. because I felt I just a had to I just betrayed. had to know that because like I was like, Am I out here all alone where I love average position and everyone's like, Oh, I don't use it. I, I do more advanced techniques than that, Jason. So I had to know if my buddy Chris also uses it. But yeah, we'll break that down on uh Patreon. But yeah, the hard date, everybody, that's the news. September thirtieth. So I'm assuming you wake up October first. No more average position. Well, so. no, that's not actually the case. They're going to start. They're going to start. You know what Google does? They they give you a date and then they oh, roll, right? yeah they roll it out over weeks and months. So everybody will have it. Trickle, oh, okay, Chris. Because away. because how is this for a transition? Because I was going to read that article, but I only got to the headline and then I saw a placement ad oh, and that grabbed my attention and you. i clicked on it and i went to that website and then i gave them all my money uh, because it was such an effective placement ad and placements ads work now chris speaking of disagreements and we do things differently placements i kind of like them you kind of uh were a little cold to them mm-hmm. before the mm-hmm. show so let's just kick it off let's talk about give everyone kind of a brief summary of what placements are and then i want to know the Chris Schaefer take on them. How do you feel about placements? First, tell us what they are. So placements essentially are you deciding where your ad goes. It is the exact match of the display campaign. Okay. Otherwise, every other way of showing display ads uses information based on the website, the content of the website, or the tendency of the user um, or, All right, everybody or, drink. That's that's a Chris Schaefer drinking game. Every time he mentions his fetish about it's the user versus the content. I, I, I It's I, the person versus the page. I always have to break that down. I don't think a lot of people realize it, so I push it like crazy so we can educate 0.1% of the world. Trust me, we'll never forget. No, Chris, honestly, it, I love the way you break that down, and I think about it all the time. <laughs> okay, so... I'm serious. So so the reason I say it's the exact match is because you can say website xyz.com, you can say, I want to show up on that domain, okay? But it gets even more defined. You can take website xyz.com slash blog123 and say, I want to show up on this specific URL. This is as precise as it gets because there you can dial in time of day, device, um, age, gender, uh, geographic location. I mean, there's tons of ways that you could even define it further. So as far as the, the placement goes, it is the most precise you can get. And here's the thing. Um, I mean, I've said this many times on the show. I know I've said it for years on the show. Um, I mean, I'm a search guru. I spend 90% of my time in search. And and here's here's my rub when it comes to search, I don't necessarily like that I can't tell the intent or what the mind frame or the reasoning behind the click is. Okay. There's always something that will tell me in search why this click happened. I never can truly equate why a click happened uh, in display because if it's, I've seen plenty of times where the successes on display but I don't know why. I don't know why this ad is interesting on some exercise site when it's, you know, when it's about, you know, a resort or something like that. You know, why was this interesting to that person? I know nothing about the person. I know nothing about what they were doing other than the fact that they were on this website, what time of day it was. 
maybe what device they were using. I mean, there's and their location. I mean, there's not much to go on there. So I don't use them much, probably because of ignorance, and that's why I'm going to be learning a you know a lot here uh, as much as you guys are because um, I've never really put a lot of faith in them. I know on our Patreon we've had some really interesting conversations uh, with the commenters people sharing their display campaigns. I appreciate, you know, you guys being open with that. And, uh, you know, we'll probably talk a bit more about that in, in later weeks uh, as we cover some of those things, because we're, we're learning some new stuff that people are sharing. But uh, overall, it's not my forte. So Jason, why, why do you like it so much? You know, what, what's, what's so important about this to you? Well, I guess... I'm with you, Chris. Like, you know me. I'm I'm with you. We're in search campaigns. And apparently, there's a lot of display experts out there that love to oh, man. show off their display knowledge. Flex. Because uh they like to bow up. People like to people like uh it's been an interesting reaction to the display series. We've had some people flex on us and kind of uh tell us how deep it goes. Now, I guess my point is that um I like placements, Chris, because of the positive quality that you just talked about control and it's like exact match you can tell google show it on this domain this website uh, by the way it's also apps it's also video content on youtube hmm. so websites you. apps yeah. youtube it's exact placements even i just use the word exact there naturally it's exact placements exact websites and then you can even do pages on websites so the, that's the reason i like it chris is the control now let me give you an example paidsearchpodcast.com we don't have ads on there today Let's say we did put the ad uh, AdSense program on there and put ads on there. Someone could go who sells, a, say, a tool for AdWords managers, a tool for agencies, like an AdWords management software. They could look at our website and they could go, hey, that's a great placement because a lot of people on there are going to be agencies and freelancers who manage a lot of accounts and use uh, tools. And we could promote ourselves to them on their website, paidsearchpodcast.com. But the thing that's cool about placement, you can go even deeper. So, Chris, the insider page, our insider page on our website, where we sell insider content, who's looking at that page? It's people in the industry, professionals, oh, yeah. freelancers, and agencies. So, if you sell a tool to freelancers and agencies, I mean, you can't get better than showing up at their front door mm -hmm. because showing on the insider page, that's who's there. So, that's how, that's why I like it. But as we'll get into the episode, We'll kind of talk about why that's easier said than done. And a lot of it to me has to do with volume because you can find these exact perfect placements, but the click-through rates on display are pretty low just naturally. And so if a website doesn't get a ton of volume, it doesn't really matter. So we'll get into that. But Chris, what are placements? You tell Google what websites, what individual pages on websites, what videos, what apps you want to show up on. But you can't just tell Google. They have to actually be running Google ads on them. So how do you add them? You go to placements in Google ads in that gray vertical column. You hit the add button, edit placements. And then what you can do is you can uh, search. So I'm going to search like hunting in there. And then you hit enter and it brings up YouTube channels. I'll click on YouTube channels. The hunting public, 121,000 subscribers. That's pretty spot on. Websites, thehuntingnews.com, 100K to 150K impressions per week. Mm -hmm. So they kind of give you some ideas when you search for things in there. And then if, you if you're bringing ideas to the table, 
you can hit enter multiple placements, which is a little bit lower in the box, and then type in exact URLs or exact pages, and Google will tell you if they're part of the display network or not, and you can target them individually. So it's pretty simple to add them, Chris. In terms of bids, well, who needs bids? Because apparently the gurus out there do automatic <laughs> bidding. Oh, God, if I hear about that one more time, I'm going to yeah. slap myself. Yeah. I personally like manual bids what would you set your bids at i don't know i usually set them at what would you say chris one dollar to five dollars let me let me ask you this chris would it make sense to you if i said for placements you need to bid higher than keywords oh. and in market and oh. affinity does that make sense to you oh, yeah yeah i mean basically are you saying chris should there be more priority on exact match over broad match and the answer Ooh. is yes Ooh. I thought I was a king of metaphors, yeah. but uh, apparently I just met my well, I'm queen. The, I'm the, okay. It really hurts me, Chris, when you when we're about to like you know juke and jive and like bounce off of each other, and I see you get so excited because you're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go back and forth and kind of uh, uh, have some fun here, and then you actually hear what I said to you and how I insulted you, right? And I see your heart just break in front of me, and you're like, oh, we're about to bounce off. Oh, you just called me a queen. queen. <laughs> I hate this guy. I hate this podcast. No, just kidding, Chris. But yeah, that that is a great metaphor. Like should like if keywords in market affinity, yeah. that's obviously looser than exact placement. Yeah. So yeah, I found that you have to bid more for them. Chris, I'm going to tell you yesterday I was bidding $20 on placements. Oh gosh. $20 bids. Whew. Calm down. Wow. It's okay. It's going to be okay. And guess what? You got to click. I spent the money pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It worked. Like yeah. bidding that aggressive worked. Um, and so I definitely cooled it down to $5. I still spent my $20 a day budget. Mm -hmm. I cooled it down to uh, $2 was still getting impressions and clicks. And now I'm down to 30 cents. Okay. This is for a personal placement campaign I started the other day. And so my point is that when you set your bids, if you do it manually, nothing wrong with starting high, no. seeing what you spend as long as your overall budget is capped. And then lower back down mm -hmm. as you're starting to be able to spend the full budget. Alternatively, start low. Maybe that's more conservative. And if you're not able to get clicks and spend your budget, gradually raise your bids. Now, what are you recommending when it comes to your placement? Do you, when you do placements, do you do domain level or do you do individual page level? I mean, because I can't imagine bidding $30 at a domain level. Is that what you're? Was that what you're saying? Why couldn't Why couldn't you open up your mind here, Chris? PaidSearchPodcast.com. Right. And no, this isn't a plug for like people to advertise on their site. Like we're, we don't even have ads on there. Yeah. yeah, we don't have ads on there. So, but you're saying I'm just so using it as an example. An can, I'm just saying. I'm just saying you can't imagine a domain that people would absolutely love. Like yeah, New York Times. That's tons of different content. But you find something like the Paid Search Podcast. If you sell a Google Ads tool. Mm, okay. I mean, that's pretty, any page on our site is going to be good. So how do I decide site versus uh, individual page? You just use your brain, Chris. So like if you find a site that's just totally, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm just. <laughs> Don't be stupid, stupid. Yeah, I get it. I hear no, you. no, I'm not saying that. Let me, okay. This is what we're talking about before the show. I got to rub his ego. Chris, you are a great <laughs> Google ads manager. You get Google ads. Take those all-star skills you have on the search network okay. and apply that critical thinking to the display network. All right. Because my, like, if it's a perfect website, target the whole website. If it's an individual article on, say, like Wall Street Journal about your little niche, 
target that individual okay. article. Gotcha. And, and by the way, you can do both, Chris. If you have a great website that's totally on topic, like so paid search podcast for if you're selling AdWords tools, target the paid search podcast. But then if you see the insider page and you're like, ooh, I want people who are in the industry especially – Target that page as well, and you can do both. Okay, and and get the different results. So I'm I'm sold on that. This and this is why I don't do it much. And this is what I'm interested in 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 figuring out how to find them. And this is this. I want to be like I'm not going to listen to a bunch of BS about oh you run it and then you go through and pick the ones that you like. No, that's absolute BS to me because I have ten thousand different websites to look at. How can you possibly know? I, and, and there's no equivalent of a search term list that's easy to look at at a placement list, right? In order for me to look at all the placements, I'd have to go in and click every one of those or judge based on the URL what the content of that is or based on the domain. That's labor intensive. Is that really the only way to find this stuff? Okay, so like we said at the top or earlier in the show, you can click the add button, you can do a little search in there, like I search hunting, and it'll give you ideas. But I agree with you, I, I hardly ever use that because number one, you have to take those ideas and then go research them, like if it's a YouTube channel, and go see what that channel's about, even if it has a relevant yeah, name. Super time consuming. Alternatively, Chris, alternatively, they like mix and match like sites that get a million impressions a week and sites that get a thousand. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, Chris, like they'll have one great looking site there. And then the next listing, you'll be like, why is that showing up in my search? And so I have not found that to be very helpful. I'm very disappointed in it. I think they could do a lot better job of helping people find placements. They used to have the display planner. I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist anymore Yeah. in the new interface. Yeah. I'm just going to verify that. I go to tools. I go to setup. Uh, I go to measurement. They'll tell us in the Patreon. Planning. We're, we're wrong or not, but. Oh, well, Chris, I go to planning, I see performance planner, keyword planner, ad preview, and then I see display planner, but display planner, you can't click on, and I hover over it, and it says, uh, display planner is no longer available (laughs) as a standalone tool, forecasts are now available when you create a display campaign. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that it's that tiny little window that pops up that that you already described where it says hundred thousand weekly, you know, fifty thousand uh, weekly. It's it which is which yeah, is so, not the yeah, same. So don't go. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a wrench when you want a power tool. Essentially, I mean, it's it, it's not fast enough. You can't export it. You can't look at it at any kind of speed or sort it the way you want. No, it. it's it's the Home Depot when you want a very specific kind of little oh, good, yeah, uh, sure, a little I light like, bulb or whatever. I like, like my you, don't, you don't know where it is. No, I like mine better. It's a wrench when you want a power tool. I like mine better. Don't forget who's your queen. Who's your queen? You are, baby. There you go. <laughs> All right, so. I like your analogy too, but Chris, I would say if you're brand new to Google ads, if you're just trying to get started, there's nothing wrong with using that tool and searching and seeing what comes up. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, sure. Nothing wrong with it. So I would say that's the first place to go to. Okay. But beyond that, you got to do your own research. So you basically have to know your industry. So Mm. if you sell some kind of scent, like deer scent. We're going to stick with the hunting analogy today, Chris. Okay. I've thought about this before the show. We're going to stick with it. You're not going throw to, something in the middle new. of the show, go, no, <laughs> I, want to talk, I want to talk about car repair. That's what I want to talk about. No, we're going to talk about hunting. You're still so bitter let's say, about that. <laughs> it's only been a week. I've just thought about it every single day. Chris, 
you sell some kind of deer scent, right? Yeah. You, you have a product. You're trying to get in front of people who are in the hunting space. It's a new deer scent. You've done something different. It works great. You got to get the word out there. If you have a deer scent making, bottle making company and you make deer scent, you probably know where people in your industry go online to read about hunting news and all that. Sure. So I would say to advertisers out there, use your brain and there's like mega websites in your industry. So again, Chris, you're selling an AdWords tool. What do you think of? I think of sites like Search Engine Journal, Search Engine Land, because I've been there before. I know that those are where people in our industry go. Now, are those sites running Google AdSense or whatever the bigger AdSense is? I forget the name of it. And they're part of the display network. We don't know that until you go look. But I would say first think about the mega sites in your industry. Now, beyond that, I have a couple strategies. One, I Google my terms and maybe I'll throw in the word blog after it. Maybe I'll throw in the word article, but maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just put in like if I want to get in front of movers who are interested in advertising, maybe I'll just Google moving company advertising. Because if something shows up in the first couple pages of Google, maybe it gets a lot of traffic. Maybe it gets enough traffic to actually get impressions when I add that specific link. So what I'll do is I'll Google like moving company advertising. And then I'll see an article that was on some random local newspaper website or the Wall Street Journal or uh, a website like Search Engine Journal. And maybe it was like how moving companies can boost their SEO. And so I'll take that link and I'll add it as a specific link into my campaign and I'll see if it gets impressions. And number one, I'll see if Google accepts it. Is it part of the display network? And they'll tell you that when you try to save, when you try to save it. If it's not, it'll say, this is not part of the display network. We can't add it. But so I'll do that. The other thing I'll do, Chris, is I'll, I'll type in Google, like my terms, and I'll look at Google News. I got this tip from Patreon users when Mm. we were talking about it in there, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because maybe if something's recent and it's on Google News, it gets a lot of traffic, and I'll look for stuff in there. Beyond that, I don't really have good answers for you, just other than knowing your industry. Another good idea, Chris, go to YouTube. Maybe there's a huge channel about your topic. You can target that channel. I think, and I think this will ring true to you, A lot of the companies that we advertise for and when we think about our own businesses, they're so niche that they're they're not really set up for placement. Like, yes, some uh, someone on Patreon was telling me, hey, you market for a lot of moving companies, run ads on Zillow, run ads on Trulia when people are looking for a home. And then I have Chris Schaefer in my head. I'm like, why would I do that? when they're this high in the funnel and maybe not even be close to selling their home when I can just spend all their budget on search when people are searching for movers near me and actually get direct leads. Well, that's a question of why are you advertising? Are you trying to get exact leads at that moment or do you have more budget left over beyond maxing out on search and you can kind of grow a brand and be there and be in people's heads constantly while they're through the whole funnel going on Zillow a year before they're actually going to buy a home. Every time they get on Zillow, they see you. Then one day they click on your ad. Then they're, they're, you're on their remarketing list. And then 10 months later, when they're actually looking for movers, when they bought their home, right. they see your ad and yeah. it rings true. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not putting that down. I'm just saying yeah. that is, it takes budget. It takes strategy. It takes a lot of foresight. But the pla- that's where placements can come in. Even for a moving company, you can use Zillow. So 
Okay. What do you think about all that, Chris? I, I I like it. I think that's very practical. I think you essentially quelled my um, my skepticism on how it's done. However, I still think it's a very labor-intensive process. I can grind through, maybe this is just lack of experience, but I can grind through and create a lot of keywords very quickly with the tools see, that, that I have. That would be, that's super labor experience, that's super labor intensive to someone who's never done search campaigns. I guess so. But to someone who's done 3,100,003 search campaigns like you have and has tons of experience. It's, it's fast. You just know how to find those keywords at them and get the match. Types. Yeah, it's done. But if you're doing placements every day, so, you know, but the so, thing, so Chris, what would it, it's something to do like this? Uh, the only thing I think is, is slow is, you know, I, I imagine Googling things, clicking on it, loading the website, deciding, scanning through it, deciding if I like it and then adding it to maybe, maybe a faster method would be, Google ads editor and dropping them into Google ads editor and then dumping them in that way. Cause that'd be a lot faster than, you know, adding one at a time. Um, well, no, okay. So number one, um, I have heard about editor with display. Everything I've ever done with display basically is through the account itself. Okay. Anytime we talk about display, we always get a lot of feedback from people that use tools and then use editor. And so there's, there's probably faster ways. But just so you know, when you click add and then edit placements, and then you click down at the bottom, it says enter multiple placements. You can hit like oh. website, enter, website, enter, and you can add multiple dump, placements. You can dump a text, and it do, it text list in there. Yeah, it doesn't, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, that's it. Doesn't take that long. So yeah. So basically, the labor-intensive part is making your decision. Which you're right. That would probably be things. a lot faster if you've done it a lot. So okay, okay. You know, maybe that's a, here, here's another a good mindset thing. thing. It doesn't have to be like building out a search campaign over the course of a few hours in one day. You build it, and that's ninety percent of the way it's going to look forever because you built out a great foundation. It's more like. If you're in the industry, anytime you're on it, using an article yourself or a website yourself, think to yourself, oh, would I want to advertise here? Add it to a list. And then maybe once a month, take your list and put it into your placements. It doesn't take that long. But I think it's just, I wouldn't think of it as a set it and forget it, take a long time initially to build, and then you're built out. I would think of it as more of continually looking at the online landscape, looking at YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. And continually adding to it a little bit at a time. Now, one thing we haven't talked about, Chris, yet in terms of getting ideas, how about placements? How about where your ad showed? So we talked a little bit about this last week. Run a keyword campaign on display. Run an in-market, run mm. affinity, mm -hmm. um, okay. run a topics. See what your placements are because any display you run, you're always going to get placement data because it has to be has to show up somewhere. So look at where your ad showed up. It's a it's a little tab in there. And then you might that's that's personally how I found great placement ideas. Websites I would have never heard of in my life. And then I find them in there and where my ad showed up because of other targeting. And then I go, oh, that one's actually bringing in a conversion. That one is spot on. I'm going to not show up there some of the time because of other targeting. I'm going to take that and show up there as the targeting, okay. as a placement. So that's a great way to find ideas. Well, I think um, at this point, you know, the only thing I'm, I feel like we, we have to discuss, I'm really anxious for next week because next week we're going to talk about, you know, what's good and what's bad. Judging your success. I think that is absolutely the next question 
because you know I'm I'm anxious to to see you know what what your thoughts are on there and what reality actually shows. But let's talk about the one thing that will absolutely ruin success, even if you go through this perfectly. In in my in my thoughts, and, and I'm sure we're probably going to get schooled on some thoughts on, on on Patreon. But my thought is, mobile apps can just kill whatever you try and do. So if you put together, honestly, if you put together a topic campaign um, that focused on keywords and topics for the content of the website, you could very easily spend 50, 70%, 80% of your budget on mobile apps. And this is not useful because most of them, you're not going to be able to determine if this is a good use of your money or not. So let's talk about excluding them. I know we've done this before. Things have changed. If you have listened to our old episodes from years ago, the exclude mobile apps URL that you used to add at the placement level, that no longer does what it used to do. So it's very specific in the way that you block it now. You have to go to placements. You go up to the top and you look for exclusions. And then you add another exclusion and there's in that little window, there's a little sub window inside there that you can scroll through. There's one that says apps and you can click that. There's 141 of those and you can go through, check, 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 check. It's going to take about three minutes or so. Believe me, I've done this a lot. So I know how long it takes. I do this in training a lot with people that want to do consulting with me. Um, and I show them and they're like, oh, wow. You know, and it, it's kind of buried, but I'm going to contest that that's one thing that's really important is excluding those mobile apps from the beginning. I'm not saying that there's never any success. I'm just saying if you're trying to build something that's super specific, having those included in your targeting could be detrimental to trying to find those niche websites because there is a huge market of mobile app placements that will overwhelm your display volume and make it impossible to find the buried gems that are, you know, like paidsearchpodcast.com that's buried in there that could be perfect for your audience. Mm. Yeah. Now, so if we're talking about how to find placements and then the advice is like, okay, run keywords, run in market, run affinity, run topics, run remarketing, whatever, run other things to then look at where your ad showed up and get placement ideas know that like you're saying chris a lot of your traffic will come from apps unless you're excluding them so you can i mean people can judge it for themselves the thing is chris i'm sure there's been people out there that find many people that find great placement ideas from their apps from apps and then they find apps they love it's just i think in our experience for the kind of advertisers we run for there's just a there's just an issue where someone's in an app and then you're asking them to go to a website because we don't really advertise for apps. At least I don't. We advertise for websites and right. businesses that have websites. Right. So we're asking app users to go to the website from an app, leave their app, and then do something as opposed to just clicking over from another website or YouTube. To me, it's a little harder sell for people. Um, but yes, if you add those exclusions... Then what you have to remember, say you add them and then you go to make like a placements ad group in your campaign and you do want to target specific apps because you're in full control because it's now placements. Even if you add those placements in, if you still have a leftover category exclusion, 
you're not going to get any volume there. So I think that's where someone could trip themselves up, Chris, is they add app categories as exclusions, and then they go, okay, now I've found some placements, now I'm going to start a placements ad group. And then they see some good apps that they would want to target, they add them, and then they don't get any impressions, and it's because they had exclusions blocking them. So At the campaign level. Um, at the campaign level, yeah. So that's something you're going to have to remember. Yeah, you can block things at the campaign, just like negative keywords. You have negative, ex- you have exclusions at the uh, at the mobile app or the placement level or whatever at the campaign and the ad group level. So that's something to definitely be aware of um, and how you do that. And, and Chris, we were going to talk about some of the upsides and downsides in terms of like volume and things like that. But I think the volume stuff really lends itself to judging performance. Yeah, I think so. So next week, we're going to tie all the display categories we talked about, keywords, topics, in-market audience, placements. We're going to tie it all together and talk about how to judge results and optimize from there. Yeah. So before we leave you guys, I want to share some interesting uh, news for you. Because a few minutes ago, I gave an amazing tip and you didn't listen. I'm going to tell you one more time. OPTEO.com slash PSP. Gotcha. That's where you should go to check out the tool. You didn't realize what it what the news I was going to give you. And that's what it is because you need to know about this tool. If you haven't checked it out, join the cool crowd. I literally send a present and a thank you gift to everyone that tries it out. That is not true. But you wouldn't know that because you haven't tried it out. So try it out, opteo.com slash PSP. Give the tool a try. Get the emails. Get the alerts. Be in the know. Yep, and I want to thank Directive Consulting for sponsoring today's episode, directiveconsulting.com. If you're a B2B and search and enterprise search engine marketer out there or business out there that is running on search engines, you've probably worked with a lot of agencies. There's probably a frustration about people that just didn't get it or didn't give you the resources you need to get it done, Directive will do that. Directive will get it done. They run on all the different platforms, PPC, SEO, content, social. They know the whole landscape. They figure out what works and they help you scale it. Get a free custom proposal at directiveconsulting.com. All right. Well, um, guys, we're going to break into... Just our side chat. We're going to talk about what, what we had discussed before about the news for the average position. Jason wants to give me another brilliant idea that I uh, want to say no to because it requires extra effort, um, but he's going to convince me that I should do it. And um, you want to join in? PaidSearchPodcast.com. Click on the Patreon link and you can join for two bucks a month to hear us, four bucks a month to watch us on video. We'll catch you then. Thanks for watching.